Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, it was a pretty wild day in NBA free agency. Some things happened that we expected, such as Chris Paul re-inking with the Phoenix Suns. We also saw some unexpected things. Lonzo Ball signed a four-year deal, $85 million in a sign-and-trade going from the Pelicans to the Chicago Bulls. Uh, the Knicks also doled out a little bit of money. They're bringing in Evan Fournier, re-signed Derrick Rose to a deal. We'll jump into all that. Don't forget, subscribe to the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. You can catch us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, you name it. We're there. And, of course, check us out at libertyballers.com for all your Sixers need throughout the offseason. Starting with the Sixers, they did do a couple of things. Number one, not surprisingly, they ended up waiving George Hill. Now, by doing that, Hill had a $10 million contract for next season, would have been guaranteed on Tuesday. The Sixers got in just before the deadline. Uh, end up with about $1.3 million, just under that on the cap for next season. But the remaining basically $8.8, roughly $8.7 million, depending how you're looking at it, will come off the books, meaning that the Sixers will have a little bit more room to play with in terms of the full non-taxpayer mid-level exception. So one of the names being thrown out there because of this move, DeMar DeRozan, could that be the case that they bring in a guy who's instant offense coming into the Sixers, which they desperately need at this point. And we saw that last season. You got a guy like DeMar coming in who longtime player been able to score everywhere. He's been averaged 21 and a half points for the Spurs last season. But again, it's independent on what kind of offers he gets. He is getting up there in age. He's 31 going on 32, actually turns 32 on the seventh. So might be looking to win a ring, sign a short-term deal get a longer-term deal next season, offseason when the NBA's finances should be a little bit more in order coming out of the pandemic. Hopefully, we're at that point next offseason. But not a great fit in terms of having the ball in his hands next to a guy like Ben Simmons. Also, maybe not an ideal fit in terms of a floor spacer with uh, Joel Embiid, only a career 28% three-point shooter. But again, gives you offense coming in off the bench if, if that's what he would want to do and that's the way Doc would want to play him then you're going to look at, at bringing him off the bench, but that's a guy they can look at. So that's what the, the kind of makes it interesting with what the Sixers did by waving George Hill. It just buys them a little bit more flexibility, but they did lose a valuable trade asset. We could say that because a team who's looking to rebuild or shed salary could have maybe taken on George Hill's $10 million contract. Don't forget the Sixers also have roughly 8.2 million trade exception from the Al Horford deal. So the Sixers could have combined that with, with George Hill's outgoing salary and gotten somebody else. But now that that's out of the equation. So now that George Hill is waived, not going to be able to take advantage of that, but there could be a bigger move coming here that we see Daryl Morey and Elton brand make. The other thing the Sixers did in free agency on day one of free agency re-signed for Ken Corkmax to a three-year deal worth 15 million bucks. I like the price on that. You're looking at a guy who's above league average in terms of three-point shooting, 37.7% for his career. Uh, average nine, just over nine points a game last season. Again, not uh, going to completely move the needle, but you need some guys at the end of the bench. And he's a guy who, who averaged, you know, just over 19 minutes a game last season. So hopefully they can get similar production from him. But you know, again, this isn't going to, you know, stop the Sixers from making any, any crazy moves. They did have his full bird right. So that, again, that doesn't impact their mid-level exception, their ability to pay the full level, non-taxpayer mid-level compared to what they would, Otherwise, so again, going into day two, still a lot to do for Daryl Morey, but 
like I said, getting getting out of George Hill's contract, maybe there's something bigger at play here that they're looking to do in terms of acquiring a, a bigger name or a guard who can come in. We saw Otto Porter sign a, with a, for the minimum with the six with part of me the Golden State Warriors. That, that's a big thing right there too. Nobody expected that. Uh, there are reports that he basically turned down a full mid-level exception from another team to take the minimum for the Warriors to play for the Warriors. So we could see Daryl Morey, Elton Brand, the Philadelphia 76ers. Everybody, that's the pitch to it to a, a veteran that might be available in terms of look. We got a guy who's an MVP candidate in Joel Embiid. They still have Ben Simmons, who is an all-star player at this point. But you have a chance to win. Because looking around the rest of the Eastern Conference, I think going into the offseason, the pecking order, naturally, I think the consensus would be you're going to have Milwaukee as the defending champs up there, although they did get a little bit worse, losing P.J. Tucker in free agency. But you got Milwaukee, you got Brooklyn, who's now going to be without Spencer Dinwiddie, who's, who's going over to the Washington Wizards. But those two look to be the... Head and shoulder. I don't want to say head and shoulders, but above the rest of the Eastern Conference. Miami made some interesting moves as well. They got Kyle Lowry in a trade. They re-signed Jimmy Butler to a big deal, re-signed Duncan Robinson to a big deal. So they're going to be looking at a similar team going into the next season. You got Bam Adebayo on the roster as well. The signing trade they made, sending over Goran Dragic, plus some other stuff to the Raptors. Uh, Dragic probably not going to be, Dragic's part of me, not going to be with the Raptors very long, but it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out because I look around the Eastern Conference and the Sixers, as is, without trading Ben Simmons at this point, without that big chip falling, still in a pretty good position. They won the Eastern Conference last year. Going to be a top five defensive team again next season, no matter what. Again, if the roster looks pretty much as it is, that they don't make a Simmons trade, they don't get an offer that they like, and they go into it, that's a topic for another day, how that's going to play out. But just looking at it from, from the perspective that we're in right now, I don't think the Sixers are too far off. In terms of in terms of catching up to Milwaukee and Brooklyn, in terms of they do need to get an impact player. That's something they're going to have to figure out over the next week or so here. But overall, they're not looking too bad. And I don't think the teams around them that are that are maybe above them in terms of overall talent got any better. Like I said, Brooklyn lost the key piece. Milwaukee lost the key piece. Miami could be looking better. That's going to be interesting to see how that plays out with Lowry and and, and Jimmy Butler over there. But again. The teams around them, the Knicks, they spent a lot of money, a lot of money trying to get guys like Evan Fournier in, who, again, could be could be a, a piece to maybe help the Knicks become, instead of a four seed, I, I don't really know where, where they're going to grow from there, right? You look at the Bulls, yeah, they got Lonzo Ball. I like that addition a lot. I think he's going he's gonna to help that team out. But again, are they on the level of the Sixers, the Knicks and the, and the Bulls? I, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so right now. But again, we're going to have to see how this plays out over the next week or so and seeing the moves that Daryl Daryl Morey is going to make. So looking at this for, from the Sixers perspective, again, I don't think they're, they're any further off getting to the top of the heap in the Eastern conference. Some teams I think behind them got maybe marginally better, but they're not in a terrible position as is that Ben Simmons thing is, is going to have to play out over a couple of weeks. And we talked about this during our, our Twitter live stuff that we did on the opening day of free agency in terms of, you know, the longer they, they hang on to him, the less likely a trade becomes an option. I think as you get closer to training camp, because it looks like Washington's in a build around Bradley Beal. So he's not going anywhere. We'll see what happens with Dame Lillard when he's back from the Olympics, see what happens with his situation in Portland. But unless Maury's going to try and get four first round picks, which is a reported, you know, asking price right now that he's going to be able to ship off and trade again for another superstar, maybe during the season, it might be tough to make a Ben Simmons trade before training camp, which is scheduled to begin on, on September 28th. So the Sixers, again, not in a terrible spot 
right now, not in a, not in a terrible spot in terms of, of having now they, they could pay the full tax taxpayer mid-level exception, non pardon me, taxpayer mid-level exception. They could pay that out, which will give them some extra space at 9.5 million to get another bigger name to come on. Or if they do end up getting hard cap somehow or getting closer to the, over the, the, the luxury tax level, they're looking at 5.9 million. So again, there are some options now with the George Hill move. Uh, I like the Furcad move in terms of bringing him back on a, on a cheaper deal, only at $5 million per season. You do need those guys. He's a shooter. So hopefully he can maybe take another step in his development going into year five, but that remains to be seen. But again, the Sixers, nothing too eventful. One big domino that still has to fall is Danny Green. So maybe that there's something in the works now with George Hill, maybe a sign-and-trade involving Danny Green that, that the Sixers could bring in uh, you know an extra, uh, extra salary, extra asset. We'll see what happens with that on day two. But as of right now, Danny Green not signed anywhere, didn't end up going anywhere else. Uh, George Hill won't be on the team. They'll save roughly $8.8 .8 for that. And Korkmaz back on a three-year $15 million deal. Now looking around the NBA, Chris Paul opted out of his $44 million contract, ended up signing a four-year deal that'll take him through age 40 at, at basically $30 million per at $120 million. That's the value of the contract. So again, nothing too surprising. No real big names moving on. Uh, at this point, everything's kind of staying part of the course. We'll see what happens with Kawhi, assuming that he ends up staying with the with the Clippers as well. Uh, but the Lakers, they, they they went bargain shopping in the West. They got Dwight Howard back. He's leaving the Philly after one semi-disastrous season. Obviously, didn't work out too well. But he's going back to where he won a championship in 2020. Lakers also got Kent Bazemore. So they're they're looking they're looking like a team that is is relying on. Hey, we're going to build around our big three. And then add a few of these other players. They did lose Alex Caruso to the Bulls. But again, you're looking at, at some of this stuff like, okay, they bought in Trevor Ariza. Basically, a bunch of former Lakers going, going back to LA to join that team. And it'll be interesting to see maybe if the Sixers take that route. Get some guys to sign for the veteran minimum that can maybe provide some offense. Because I think if you're looking at this with Joel Embiid being in the situation that he is in terms of being an MVP level candidate, uh, looking at signing a mega extension again this offseason, only 27 years old, going into his prime. I think the Sixers can lure some of the free agents that are available, some veterans that can come over and again, help the team offensively. So if they do make a move for a guy like DeRozan, I think the Sixers would be in pretty damn good shape bringing in a 20 point a game score, whether he comes off the bench or not. Again, that's something that's going to be worked out between the management, the coaching staff and DeRozan's party. But he's a guy maybe to keep an eye on as we head into day two of free agency. Don't forget, we'll have you covered at Liberty Ballers for all the news, libertyballers.com. We're going to be trying to up our audio game. So make sure you subscribe to our podcast network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, you name it. We are there. That does it for this episode. We'll catch up with you all next time. Support for this show comes from Wix Studio. Designers and devs, you might be able to do your thing better on Wix Studio, a web platform with everything you need to deliver bespoke sites hyper-efficiently. Design teams get a ton of smart features that can take the grind out of web creation without it costing per-pixel control. Dev teams, you get a zero-setup, developer-first environment, combined with an AI code assistant and your preferred IDE for rapid deployment. Search Wix Studio today to explore the full range of features. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot 
because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.